Also, sometimes I do like weird theater warm up faces. So uh, be warned. <laughs> oh, show me the technique. Okay, okay. Big face. Ah, little face. <laughs> Big face. Ah, little face. Uh, and then we uh, chew. You chew your cud. Oh. And then if you can buzz your lips. Your mic's cutting out. (laughs) Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. I don't know what you said. That works. Yeah. The tip of the tongue tells the tale. The tip of the tongue tells the tale. Um, I don't usually do all of that stuff, but... Sometimes I do. Hi, welcome to Two Lacquered Ladies, the podcast about nail polish and nail art by the ladies who stream it. I'm Stephanie, aka Fanatic here on every social media platform that matters. I'm an unprofessional nail artist and I like to make fan art on my nails. Hiya, my name is Carolyn and you can find me on Twitch as LiluDVM. I'm a veterinarian and college professor by day and a gamer slash nail art streamer by night. I love any nail design with creatures or spooky. All right, hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Two Lacquered Ladies. We're two ladies, we're lacquered, we're ready to go. We are ready. Now, as you probably noticed, I am not being <laughs> accompanied by my normal co-host, Danny. Danny is feeling under the weather today, but luckily we had a special guest planned. So we just said, hey, special guest, Lilu DVM. Would you like to be the special co-host today? I have officially been promoted to co-host. I take this responsibility with great pride and vow to do my best by the Polish people. (laughs) (laughs) Lilu DVM has spoken. Polish people, it is your turn to judge. (laughs) It has been decreed. (laughs) It has been decreed. Well, I am so happy to have you here. I was telling Lilu, who, by the way, is Carolyn, but I call her Lilu all the time. So we're just going to call her Lilu because it'll confuse everybody (laughs) if I don't. Uh, but I, I was telling Lulu this morning when Danny said she was under the weather, like, hey, do you want to do this? I feel pretty confident in this because like, honestly, <laughs> we have really good chemistry just like when we're in my chat. Yeah, we, we have good banter. Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely do. And we do especially not safe for work streams. I think that Lulu... <laughs> Often just sets me up for just great moments, great jokes, and uh, I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited to have you here. How are you doing this morning, Lilu? I'm doing well. This week has been a little bit of a doozy for me, work-wise. Like I said in my intro, I am a small animal veterinarian. I'm currently a professor at a local college. But I do have the responsibility of taking care of all of our education ambassador animals on campus. And last night, I was at school quite late doing a fracture repair on a two-pound kitten. She's doing well this morning. So, great. Yeah, I I looked at my phone this morning and uh, Lilu said, yeah, I was doing surgery last night. I'm just getting into bed right now. And I went... Okay, okay. Uh, three three a.m. That's that's not too bad. We're we're recording at noon, and then I went <gasps> East Coast. East Coast, baby. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's on the East Coast. Yeah. 
So 6 a.m. I went to bed, but that's the life of a veterinarian, so. Yeah, I mean, you are out there just, like, doing the good work, quite literally. (laughs) Like, I'm sure that that little baby kitten appreciated it. I'm sure the kitten's mommy, whoever that is, or daddy, appreciates it. Picturing the little little cat dad in his business tie. He gets home from work and he finds out his child's in the hospital and he's got to (laughs) go. She was a stray that someone found on campus. And because I got to her first, I got to name her. And I named her Mira because I'm taking the name back. She was originally Arthur because I thought she was a boy. (laughs) And I wanted to name her after Aquaman. But then it was a girl, so I named her Mira. Wait, so who's Mira? Who's Aquaman's wife? She's a sea witch and she can do underwater magic. I would like to be Mira. I mean, I'm happily married, but um, there's enough Stephanie to go around. There really is. I mean, in the fantasies, all is possible. So yes, hello, Mira. Thank I you. Under- Thank I you. understand you're married to a beautiful underwater man. Yeah, I'm actually married to uh, Jason Momoa via his Aquaman persona. And I am a sea witch and my dreams have come true. Thank you. So yeah, like, I'm so curious. Uh, we're going to get into this later, but I feel like it's a good time to get into this now. Because a little later, we're going to get into some hot takes about nail polish, which I know is is really yes, why you're here. I love hot takes. I know everybody, everybody loves the hot takes. But you know, actually, let's bring it down this time. Let's just do some cold okay. takes. Cold takes. Cold takes. Like, um, I really love it when my nails are work appropriate. <laughs> work appropriate. That's an interesting concept for me. So some jerk who hates nail polish did a study a couple decades ago to show that wearing nail polish during surgery, even though you have, you know, the gloves and everything on to keep sterile, would carry bacteria at increased risk of surgical site infections postoperatively. So he ruined the fun for the rest of us. You're not supposed to wear any nail polish or any sort of acrylics or gel or anything on your nails when you're doing surgery. So was this just like a guy that said like, I hate nail polish this or there was an actual like study where he, he actually came to this conclusion so he came to this conclusion and just like all good research other studies have been done that disprove this but my thought is if there's any chance of a piece of nail polish getting into the incision i'm not risking that so i don't know if they harbor bacteria but i don't know about you after i scrub my hands for five minutes in water the first thing the nail polish wants to do is lift yeah so i i don't do it you also have to have your free nail edge has to be one millimeter or less oh wow obviously we want to be as safe as possible so i'm not going to sit here and be like well they clearly don't understand that your fashion comes first for the health of these i need my nails to feel fabulous underneath my sterile gloves please yes you are just like sailor moon you know sailor moon when she transforms i don't know i'm sure there's plenty of sailor moon fans out there i'm a huge sailor moon fan i'm wearing a sailor moon shirt literally you are wearing a sailor moon shirt but one thing that we noticed when I we started watching Sailor Moon, because I started watching during the pandemic, is she transforms, her nails get painted in the transformation, and then a glove. You're right, they show her hands, and then a glove slides on, yeah. And actually, as Bando was thinking about this, we talk about it all the time because apparently I have nothing better to talk about in my house. But he looked it up and it was actually sponsored by a cosmetics company who said that they wanted her to have nail polish on. I have a hot take about Sailor Moon then. Please give me a hot take. I think it's a complete waste because the best part about nail polish is painting it. So she has this magical ability to just make it appear on her nails. That takes all the fun out of it. 
I absolutely agree. I think that a lot of people would disagree with us, but those people are not people who do this as a hobby. No. (laughs) The amount of precision required and patience is not found in the general population. Yeah, but after you're good enough at it, you don't need that much precision and patience. No, especially if you just do stamping, guys. I don't know if anyone's heard about stamping in this podcast, but it's like the easiest way. Gradients and stampings, you look like you're a freaking magician on your nails. Yeah, Absolutely. Sometimes I have trouble with gradients, but almost always, almost every time, it's just because I didn't wait for the layer to dry enough underneath. You gotta know when to call it. You gotta stare at it and reason with it and then put the second layer on. Yeah, you've got to be like, okay, base layer, okay. I'm going to load this sponge up and you better be ready to take it. And then you got to communicate, communicate with the nail. Oh, but I want to go back to your thing about having to remove your nail polish for surgery. Because I think that a lot of people who aren't in these particular lines of business don't really realize the rules about these things. And one thing I kind of want to mention is, of course, there's been a lot of controversy about Ellen DeGeneres not being the nicest person. And one of the things is that there is a rumor that she tried to get somebody fired because their nail polish was chipping at a restaurant that she was going to. Oh, and she was like embarrassed about someone else's appearance in terms of their nail polish? That is what the vibe is when I have heard this said. And Mm -hmm. I did dig deeper because I remember when I worked at Jamba Juice for literally two days before I decided to take a job at Disneyland that they didn't allow you to wear any nail polish at all. And so I looked deeper into it. First off, Ellen DeGeneres complained and then the person's boss wanted to fire the person. Ellen DeGeneres didn't say, fire her, right. fire her now. Um, and I'm not trying to defend Ellen DeGeneres. This is a very complex and unhappy situation. However, <laughs> what I will say is that if the waitress had chipping nail polish, that is a violation of food code. <laughs> That's not just a look thing. It is a violation of food code, but one would hope the waitress is not handling food prep. Although I've worked in restaurants and that is not true. Waitresses do way more than they should and yeah the other thing is there was some fashion week it was probably about a decade ago where chipped nails were the intentional look on the runway so for all we know that was just her style you know don't don't judge the nail art until you understand the nail art yeah that's very true don't knock other people's styles and crackle nail polish i mean i I still love crackle nail polish. I just posted a look with it the other day. (laughs) I think they're bringing it back. They're bringing it back. I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm so excited about crackle nail polish. And I feel like it gets a bad rap. And I understand. But I think that one of the the tricks to uh, pulling off crackle nail polish is to make everything around it as polished and clean and crisp as possible. So you can like, tell that was the intent but like what's your thought on this i love crackle nail polish but you have to know how to use it if you're applying it like regular polish and you want to do more than one coat that's not the way to do it it's kind of like do you remember that really random line of sinful colors that were meant to do fluid art straight on your nail and if you went back with a second brush stroke you completely borked it up uh no but i want to know that one oh <laughs> this maybe four years ago they only had like six colors and it was one of those things where you put a really thick coat of your base coat and you don't let it dry and you take a lot of the sinful colors product and put it in there and it will naturally bead up and look like fluid art on your nail but obviously if you're trying to apply it like regular polish and you let that first coat dry and then you just put a thin coat and then you put another it doesn't do anything 
So if you don't understand how to use crackle nail polish or this fluid art nail polish, yeah, it's going to look terrible. But crackle nail polish is a great way to do backgrounds on stuff too. Oh, you're absolutely right. I really want to do a crackle nail polish look. I mean, it'll be very similar to one I've already posted, but one to make it kind of look like charcoal, like maybe for a barbecue manny of some <laughs> Another- kind. <laughs> We can't let this barbecue manny go. Okay. Well, I haven't done mine yet. I have <laughs> potato salad polish. It's over. <laughs> I had my sister over and I was like, oh, 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 Shannon. Shannon, look, it's a potato salad polish. And she's like, oh my goodness, I've heard so much about this. <laughs> she listens to the podcast, <laughs> but she's never actually seen it. I wonder out of how many episodes you end up doing, how many will mention the potato salad <laughs> Polish. We're gonna need a potato salad polish counter. Um, so maybe, maybe I, I'm hoping every single one of them. Danny and I have discussed this podcast will continue for a hundred years. One hundred years, listeners. One hundred years, polish posse. One hundred years, two lacquered ladies. How old will you be when it's hundred years old? I will be a uh, hundred and thirty-five years old uh, wow. and, and thriving. A hundred and thirty-five, a hundred and flirty-five, and a hundred and thriving five <laughs> is what I'm going for. <laughs> Hello. But why? Yes, I am a hundred and flirty-five, and I'm here to show you good time. I am here to talk about my favorite old ass lady nail polish. (laughs) (laughs) So you knew about these sinful colors four years ago. I started painting my nails seriously like less than two. How long have you been in this hobby? Um, probably in about 2012, I'd say. But it it took me a while to get going. Nail art streaming wasn't really a thing yet when I started. And obviously the only person who was really doing stuff on YouTube was Colette and Christine. And then a little bit of, I don't know if you know Susie, now career education. Oh, I love Susie. I love Susie. I love Susie. (laughs) So they're the ones who taught me how to nail polish. And I did it initially, like a lot of us do, as a means to stop destroying my nails mm-hmm. so I started then I mostly dabbled in gels and then I realized that I hate gels first hot take of the podcast everybody hot same. take same hot take they destroy your nails don't let Brie I'm sorry Brie I love you Brie they destroy your nails and <laughs> they give you those little white spots and they make your nails all thin and weird and I don't like them I'll use I'll do it for like a wedding weekend or something like that once in a while but no 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 I hate it Brie, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, so we're talking about Brie. We're talking about unique nails by Brie. Uh, Brie is really the matriarch of the Polish Posse. And whenever I have a personal problem with streaming, with community, with anything, I go straight to Brie. I go straight yeah. to Brie. I found Brie on the lunch break at a practice as I was covering for in Northern Jersey one day because I was trying to figure out if there was a nail art community on Twitch. I was thinking about streaming. I had not started streaming yet. And I found her, you know, she always streams in the early afternoon. So she was on and we started chatting and then she was streaming every day. She streams every day when she gets in her groove. Mm -hmm. And I ended up quitting my job and having about a month off between jobs. And her and I talked every day. And that's when she like made the discord and she really started branding herself. And, And as soon as she did that, within like a couple weeks, everyone came out of the woodwork and we all were able to meet each other on Twitch. 
which is really neat. Aw. About when was that time-wise? Gotta be about a year and a half ago now. Maybe two years. Yeah. Brie is just such an amazing person. Um, I did do a podcast with Brie and Potch Fad. I mentioned Potch Fad a lot. Yes. He's amazing. Yeah, he is so amazing. He's so funny. He's had me on his podcast two times, and I, I'm thinking there might be some more in the works. So yeah, we've had a podcast together. I will uh, put it the link in the description, as well as all of Lilu's information, so you can catch Lilu's sparse but incredibly fun streams. <laughs> uh- <laughs> work is a lot, so I don't have a streaming schedule because work does not allow me to do it, but I usually would stream on Fridays if I had to pick a day. Yeah, you know, so many people in our group just have such important work. You have such important work Danny has such important work and I just feel so so blessed and also sorry that (laughs) I like dominate your time with my like full-time artist vibe where I'm like okay everybody like 18 days a week (laughs) I mean I love art but I love science I just love it I love geeking out with science I definitely wanted to talk to you about the science aspect Mm -hmm. because we actually have such a strong STEM community within the Polish Posse and Greater Nail Polish Twitch between like you and Danny come to Mm -hmm. mind. Yeah, we're both science educators. Yeah. But also, you know, in the Discord, not really streaming on Twitch, we have, I think, two biologists, one chemist. It's just incredible. So you say you love art, but like science, science is is your big thing. So I teach a few courses in veterinary sciences on my campus and one of them is veterinary anatomy and physiology and we spend every friday drawing on the chalkboard and we draw little cartoons and we give them little faces because i'm trying to encourage my students to understand the bigger concepts instead of just blatantly memorizing the science vocabulary i i like drawing i love rainbows like all my all my pictures are rainbows i make sure i get all the different colored chalk it's to the point where our school custodian pulled me aside to say, are you the one drawing on those boards in the afternoon? And I said, yes. And he's like, oh, okay. I was wondering who was doing that. They're so pretty. Aww. <laughs> and um, no one's heard about this yet, but I do have a tiny, 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 tiny theater background. <gasps> tiny. So in college, I ran our local chapter of the Vagina Monologues for three years and was the producer, director, fundraiser, treasurer, all that crap. And I have my artistic outlets, but I I live in my little science foundation. That's awesome. I had no idea you had a theater background. Of course, Mm -hmm. I have a huge theater background. The Vagina Monologues, that is a pretty bare bones show, but a very intense show. Yeah, there's not a lot of set design or anything, but that's not really the point of that show. But we were able to raise a lot of money for the local women's shelter through that show. And I think It was a really nice, safe place for young women on campus to come and talk about a lot of what brings women there in the first place, you know? Yeah. So I'm curious. I'm curious. And I'll cut this out if you want me to. But uh, we had a moment. We had a moment in one of my not safe for work streams where we were talking about anatomy with somebody who uh, was not... Uh, was not that familiar with uh, the the specifics of anatomy. I won't get too specific. Sure. Um, and I'm wondering, are you more familiar with anatomy on animals than you are with humans? Absolutely. I have never taken a human anatomy class in terms of like a dissection class. I've never done surgery on a human. You know, I took some general bio classes. I did choose to take a lecture class in college about human anatomy and physiology, but it was not a very high level class. But 
absolutely. People ask me stuff about humans, and I'm like, I can guess what's there, but not sure, really. We're very different. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have another question for you, and this one comes from a very special source. This one comes from my mom. Your mom? Hi, mom. Yeah, hi, mom. (laughs) Um, I told her that we were going to have a vet on the podcast, and she said... That I should ask the vet. So I'm asking you uh-huh. what your opinion is on painting the nails of dogs <laughs> and any products you might recommend. Okay, this is fantastic because I thought we were going to ask a truly medical opinion question. And in fact, you did. So that's great. I would say you can try to paint your dog's nails, but rule number one, and this goes for everyone, not just dogs, don't eat the nail polish. Mm-hmm. Number two, dogs notoriously hate having their toenails and feet touched. So good luck. <laughs> and number three, there is actually a product called nail grips or friction grips or something like that. It's a little cap you slip over their dog's nails so they can grip the floor better when they're getting around as they um, develop osteoarthritis. And they come in all sorts of cute colors. They do make a product that you can paint on the bottom of the paw pads and it's like a rubber and it dries and it gives them more grip too. So dogs have their own little accessories for making their paws look fancy. Oh my goodness. I had no idea that there were products like that. Yeah. I've seen the claw caps. I have seen those, but that would help them grip the floor because that is actually another problem also with my mom's dogs in her house Mm -hmm. that we are constantly battling is her hardwood floor and then, you know, doing the little like run up and then go. Yep, let's slip around. It's kind of like an ice (laughs) rink for dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, well, my mom has um, a a Samoyed who is just like wild. Yep. That's that's what they do. (laughs) That's what they do. Like the sweetest, sweetest baby. But just incredibly high energy. But she also has a German Shepherd who is actually very good at having her paws touched and also just sits in this little cross-legged, I posted it the other day. Yeah. It's a little cross-legged position. So there's actually, there's a medical term for cross legs when they cross their front paws. What is it? We call we call that fancy feet. Oh wow, <laughs> that's a ten dollar word for me. Yeah, ten dollar <laughs> word. That's that's walking around knowledge. You know that you put that in your back pocket. You pull that out at yeah. your parties. So, so I'm assuming that was a joke, but is it actually in like textbooks and stuff? No. No. (laughs) She's shaking her head no. (laughs) So Dr. Lilu has a lot of medical terms she'll use in front of clients that she completely pulls out of her ass and one of them (laughs) is fancy they are fancy feet though i'll I'll post the picture to my instagram so people yeah. can see it but yeah yeah our dog malika definitely has a fancy feet disorder which is not a disorder it's just it's actually just a plus it's very very cute do you ever do you ever think about what kind of manicures other species might consider for themselves like dogs have these like grippy manicures what do you think maybe an iguana would have That has been on my mind. That has been on my mind as of late. And I was wondering, because when I told you uh, what we said in the last episode's ending, which, by the way, people, a lot of people didn't realize was a joke. It was a joke. It's still a joke. But if you were to paint the toenails Mm -hmm. of Galapagos marine iguanas, what, what would you paint them? They're so, they're so friendly, by the way. Completely reasonable animals. Definitely easy to catch in the water. Go right up to them. Grab their foot. They love that. Mm-hmm. Please yes. don't do that. Marine iguanas are extremely yeah. aggressive. If you're in Galapagos, don't do it. I think, so they, they need their claws for function. 
You know, it's yeah. not just form, but it's function. And so if we're going to pick something heavy duty for them to, you know, use for murder, I think they got to go with dip nails, right? Oh, yeah. Just concrete those nails right up. That was not where I was expecting this to go, but that is exactly where it needs to be. Oh, no, I, I, I put some thought to this. This is like, I'm ready to do a few different species if you're ready. I'm absolutely ready. Okay, give me what these species are going to do. Well, first of all, there is a species that already gets its nails done pretty much all the time. What is it? The horse. The horse runs on their fingernails, right? So their hooves are their fingernails. It wraps around the tips of their middle finger. They don't have the rest of their fingers anymore. They just run around on their middle fingers. And they get shoes. They get their, their hooves all trimmed up and sanded down and shiny and then they get shoes. So I guess horses, if they were to get their nails done, they would pull like a wolverine and get like adamantium caps on their nails. I think that would be good. But I do want to go back to, are you telling me that every horse is just flipping me off all day, every day? It makes sense if you think about it. It's like, it's something you knew in the back of your head, but never really thought about before that well. It's that, yeah, all horses are running around on four middle fingers. Wow. Yeah. F you horses. F you. <laughs> they say it right on back, so that's fine. Okay, so so like so give me so what are some more of your other hot takes on these animal names? Okay. Cats, um cats don't want their nails done. Period. Move yeah. on. Birds, I think it depends on the kind of bird. Are we talking about a parakeet or a duck or are we talking about, you know, an eagle? And I think when I think nails, I think eagle, right? Yeah. Talons. We don't want claws, we want talons. And if you're going to have talons, you need to have long stilettos, right? Like bright red, candy apple red stilettos. And they're always perfect. And no, she won't tell you where she got them done because it's her girl and don't ask her again. It's the American way. It's the American way. It's so It's so utilitarian. I think some photoshopping is going to have to happen. (laughs) Especially around 4th of July next year. Yeah, we're going to get a bald eagle and throw an American flag behind it and then give it six inch stiletto nails, but five on each foot. (laughs) This is what is necessary. This is what is necessary. They need it. This is what evolution has done to them. (laughs) If if evolution doesn't do it for you, store-bought is fine. Store-bought is fine. Now, you mentioned ducks. Now, 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 what would you recommend for a duck? I don't think ducks can wrap their heads around doing their nails. So I imagine a duck is probably the equivalent of a five-year-old girl who just realized nail polish was real and just wants to paint it all over her hand. Yeah. Just the yeah. whole duck foot. It's the whole... It's the whole foot because, let's face it, they're painting with their wing, you know? And again... If you were to x-ray a duck's wing, they have all five fingers in there. They're just really, really weird looking. So, yeah. Yeah, we're the only yeah. ones that have normal looking hands. Every All the other species, those are the weird ones. Oh, you're saying that humans are the default setting and everyone else is weird? <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone else is. <laughs> like, what are you doing over there? That's so weird. Why aren't you like me? I guess the other thing we should talk about is like, which brands of nail polish do you think each species would prefer or what brands do you prefer uh well do i prefer as a species or do i prefer as a human oh (laughs) (laughs) well i will say hmm hmm, okay as a human all of humankind come together to finally make one decision for themselves that they can all agree on let it be the brand of nail polish and if you say essie i'm gonna stab you in your face hot take 
Hot take. <laughs> hot take if you just essay, I'll stab you in the face. I feel like since essay, essay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like since Essie has ballet slippers, that's got to be for, like, only the British humans, right? Because cause it fits. Ballet slippers for the queen, boring as heck, somehow very popular. There we go. See? British humans are, like, a different breed of humans. Are you saying they're not? They're- <laughs> yeah, they absolutely are. They Yeah. No, I stand by this quote. This I will never get backlash for this. One nail polish for all humankind. One nail polish for all humankind. Um, I would go with Orly. I'm going to say, think, o- I think OPI. You walk into a salon, you see OPI. Yeah, I suppose that that is like the standard. <laughs> that is like the standard. But like, I have very big thoughts on Orly. I know you have hot takes on Orly. I have a hot take on Orly that no one is going to I think that we need to go oil our cutes. And then when we come back, we are going to have some hot takes about Orly. Hot takes. Hot takes. I can get ready. Yeah, let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Stephanie. And I don't really have anything to advertise today. So I just wanted to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice and to also check out me, Danny and Lilu on Twitch. There are links in the description. And well, I think that's it. So let's get back to the podcast. Okay, we are back. Our cutes are very, very hydrated. So oily. So oily. I did have to tell (laughs) Lily, like, no, this is actually the time where we oil our cuticle. So get that cuticle oil out. I mean, no, I have it right next to me, but I didn't realize... It, when you take that break that you're actually oiling your cuticles and now I know and now we've done it and it feels great truth in advertising if nothing else yeah. we want to be true on this podcast so we do always oil our cutes and and the best part about that is that we did get to bond over the fact that we are both using homebrew cuticle oil yep. in branded cuticle bottles yep. I have the uh, the Cuccio Milk and Honey bottle, which I've had for years, this one bottle, but that is no longer what's in here. <laughs> yeah, and I have an old ratty Sally Hansen nail and cuticle oil bottle yep. because my Cuccio one kept falling over and I was sick of it. So I moved to this yeah, one. It does fall over. Okay, so um, we are going to talk about Orly. So if you do not know, Orly is a mainstream, although Kelly Marissa's hot take in her latest video where she goes to the Orly Color Labs is that they are an in because they are all done in-house. So, um... Oh, interesting. Yeah. What I would say is that if your argument, the Hollow Taco, is not an indie because it is lab-made, if that is your one yeah. and only argument, then you have to say Orly is an indie. Now, what Danny would say, if Danny was here, because she did say when Danny was not here, <laughs> was that... Yes, Orly is made in house, but how big is that house? Yeah. Also, if you have regular commercials and are available in Ulta, I would say you are not an indie brand. I think you are correct. And CVS and even places that are not specialized, you can get Orly anywhere. Not saying that that makes them bad. Um, I think it's great when you're able to offer more choices, especially in drugstore polishes. There's nothing bad with being mainstream. I think Orly is bad for other reasons. <laughs> okay, okay. So let me preface this. So for me, I am, I would say an Orly stan. I have had my issues with Orly 
uh, with which I have actually left them long, lengthy, Karen-like reviews, to which I actually think, like, I did leave one about their website. Uh, I, I sent them a message. It was just a list of all the things I would change about their website. And last time I went to complain about it, Danny informed me and I double-checked they fixed it. Oh. They fixed it. So be a what our little lamb Fath calls a corporate Karen, which is where the people on the phone, the people in the stores, my precious babies, you did nothing wrong. But you, mm-hmm. sir, at the top. <laughs> you, sir, you website man. I have something to say. Yeah. Yeah, I asked and I received. So, okay, give me your hot take on Orly because I don't even, I'm going to this blind. I feel like in my experience, when I purchase Orly, the bottle is great. The cap is great. The brush is crap. I feel like all their brushes, the bristles are really ragged and different sizes. And then I wish some of their colors could just call it. Either be a cream or a jelly. I hate, do I need six coats of you? Do I need one coat of you? And I don't know, um, somehow kind of similar to Essie, their formula is both too runny and too thick at the same time. So I find it very challenging to work with. For myself, I used to have a whole bunch of Orly, and now I own zero Orly, not even one bottle. You de-stashed all your Orly? Yep, I de-stashed all of it. I didn't throw them away, I de-stashed them. Yeah, as you should, as you should. Yeah. First off, why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? Um, <laughs> because I'm full of hot takes. I mean, I guess all I can say is, first off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had the same problem with you of them being Mm -hmm. like too runny and yet too thick. That's something that I really haven't experienced. In my experience of really only buying polish in the last two years is really where I started ramping up my polish collecting. Their formulas have always been incredible for me. Mm -hmm. I will say that my second favorite cream of all time, which is Moy Caliente by Orly, has that exact problem of why are you not quite a cream, not quite a jelly? Yeah. And I'm not saying a good Crelly is bad. I just feel like these can't even call themselves Crellies. No. I can always see visible nail line and it it just always looks too thick. I also find they take a really long time to dry. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I haven't bought Orly in a few years is the other thing. I mean, I would definitely try them again, Mm -hmm. but at the same time as somebody who buys so much nail polish personally, and I know you do too, if there's a brand I can just cross off my list and move on, that's a bit of a blessing in a way i really liked the one they had over the summer and i have not bought it yet the uh, metamorphosis color it was like a metallic shimmer color Mm -hmm. that one looked really pretty yeah that one stains a bit but the Mm -hmm. formula the look like everything about that color was just like chef's kiss so yeah maybe log into hb beauty bar code kelly (laughs) oh kelly oh i love kelly no hot take there everyone loves kelly everyone loves kelly no wrong she's a wonderful beautiful human our queen yeah yeah she has a code uh kelly for 22 percent off at hb beauty bar which has most mainstream nail polish brands so i am not getting any kickback from kelly here but you can give kelly some kickback and i i really implore that you do yep um and also get like a really sweet discount on a lot of polishes so so that's my plug for kelly but yeah, no, I agree with you on the, is this a jelly? Is this a cream? Another one of my favorites of theirs, gorgeous. I love it so much. It's wonderful to stamp over. It's a pink with a blue shimmer. Yep. <laughs> I would have been having my eye on it for the longest time. And I was at TJ Maxx and I swear I was 10 feet away from the nail polish display. And I went, 
is that it? Yeah. Is that it? Because if I can buy from TJ Maxx, you know I'm buying from TJ Maxx. That's the only place I've ever bought or leased from, which the second thing I was going to say is there is a good chance I have like not bought the original formulas since I buy them at TJ Maxx, right? They're either reformulated or the same color rebranded or some sort of second shelf products as opposed to buying it straight from Orly or from a non-discount store. So I was going to say, if I decide to buy Orly again, I will not buy it through a second party distributor like that. Yeah, I would really recommend it and just try some of their new stuff because I think that they are working more and more over time on quality control. I know that Kelly used to have OPI as her little tower behind her and she just switched it to Orly. OPI? Honestly, and we were talking about this in my stream the other day, OPI, except for like the celebration collection that came out last year, they release so much yeah, and it is all so boring. And it's like, why? Why must you do this? They, they used to have that reserve collection thing they would do once in a while where it was a very unique polish and they would only have like two in that collection and it was limited run and I have a few of those and then if you do some of their winter collections and some of those European collections you'll get like a shimmer or something yeah but yeah they're mostly creams they do yellow very well compared to a lot of other mainstreams and yellow is one of my white whales of nail polish i want to find a good yellow i think that yellow is a lot of people's white whales to be honest because it's so hard and i will say actually recent kelly review she found in the new essie study tips collection there is a color called sharpen up it is a ticonderoga number two pencil yellow and in kelly's swatch and review she almost got full coverage in one coat of this yellow okay i'm gonna buy it even though hot take i also don't buy essie anymore i'm gonna have to say that is like an ice cold take everybody hates oh I, okay thank god i'm cold for once <laughs> actually that's not true hillary hillary my bff a uh, hillary from mediocre manny's does love essie chinchilli and she brought it up in another video she brings it up like every single video she makes but one color does not a brand make you know i absolutely agree yeah chinchilli is a beautiful polish and i love the like the sweater tones that comes with it but no i think i own two essies and honestly at the time they were very unique but now you can get those colors anywhere i have off tropic right because everyone does what color is that it's like a dark green like a forest green um, mm-hmm. it also stains like crazy because it's going to. It's the forest green, yeah. And <laughs> bell-bottom blues, which is like a shimmer cerulean blue teal color. But again, you can get, how many new teals can you get? Yeah. It's it's not unique anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sharpen up. I'm I'm definitely going to get that for myself next time I see it. But our, our cold take is Essie is boring. Essie is boring. And it should feel boring. Would you rather buy OPI or Essie? Uh, OPI, probably because I buy most of my OPI at TJ at Maxx. TJ Maxx. Yep. <laughs> And there there are not zero Essies there, but there aren't as many Essies there. The place where you can get a fair amount of Essies, but they're always just the colors that didn't sell. Yep. And you're like, I know why. 
because you're ugly. Um, but that is Five Below. I have a few from Five Below. I sometimes see knockoff Essies in Five Below. Their caps look weird. So Essie, they're supposed to have the sticker, right? The sticker on the top? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they have that E on the top. And I wonder if those are off-brand Essie. Like somebody like faked them or Essies, they're like labeled as like not good. I don't know. I just know that the cap looks different. You know what? That's a question for Punch Buggy, our resident nail polish archivist. She knows the entire history of all nail polish off the top of her head. See, this time I didn't bring up Punch Buggy. Somebody else brought up Punch Buggy. So red letter day. (laughs) You have a question about nail polish or a color or a dupe or whatever. Or a brand. Or a brand. She is your go-to. Yeah. If you go to her stream, if you have a question about a polish, about a brand, about the history of nail polish, that is the place to go. What color did this one used to be? Yeah. It's a whole drawer of the original Pacific Blue. Yep. Pacific Blue, <laughs> My Private Jet from OPI. Yes. I bought My Private Jet by OPI from TJ Maxx. And I was like, look, I got this brown hollow. I think you might have been there in that chat. Um, I was like, look, here's this brown hollow. And I think Punch said, is that my private jet? Yep. And I said, yes. And then everyone was like, everyone's mad because it used to be black and now it's brown. It used to be like charcoal black and now it's brown. It's still pretty, but it's not the same color. Yeah, but I have their Turn Bright After Sunset, which was from the celebration collection during the holidays this last year that actually has my favorite linear hollows I've ever tried. Mm -hmm. But got those all from TJ Maxx again. So I've got that covered kind of with OPI. So I'm like, I'm fine with this. I don't need, I got, I got my, my black hollow OPI. So uh, speaking of our purchases, Lily and I did both buy the same collection recently. And you might be able to guess what that collection is. Now I bought the Kelly Marissa Witching Hour collection. Lilo did not. So I'm going to be saving all of my critiques, whatever, all of my praise for my <laughs> podcast uh with Danny next time. Yeah. But we both are now the proud owners of the Hollow Taco Dark Rainbow collection and oh boy Oh boy, what a collection. What a collection. You've heard about it. We've heard about it. Your mom's heard about it. Yeah. My mom has definitely yeah. heard about it. So so what are your first blush reactions about this collection, Lilu? Um, hot take. Ready? Yes. They're different colors. <gasps> How dare. How dare. How dare. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, in the Hollow Taco Dark Rainbow Collection, it is a set of rainbow linear hollows that are darker than their rainbow collection. And then, of course, darker than their pastel rainbow collection that came after the original rainbow collection. And there is a color called Crimson Void, which is a deep maroon, dark red hollow. And there is one called Dead Petals, which is a deep magenta maroon, maroon dark magenta <laughs> hollow. <laughs> And they look very similar. Okay, now give me more. Give me more of this take. So when I first watched it, I um I got it pretty quick because I actually live one state over from where the warehouse is in New Jersey. Ooh. So I got it pretty quick. I swatched it. I wore it. They look different. I can't believe people aren't talking about the fact that Burnt Bridges is a brown and not an orange. I'm talking about that. Oh, you are? Okay. (laughs) I think if you're going to do hollows and you're going to do dark colors and you want to give people something that coordinates with the previous collections, this is what you're going to end up with. Because realistically, when you put a magenta and a red in a collection, you have two reds. 
So granted, if you were doing a gradient or nail art with the two of them, you probably wouldn't be able to tell much of the difference. But there's plenty of brands where they have two greens or two oranges in the same collection that you can't put next to each other. For example, ILMP's Harvest Collection that just came out also this past month has three oranges in it. And no one's really complaining about that. They are all very similar. Again, you probably couldn't gradient with them. But when you actually put them right next to each other, they do have a different undertone to them. So I think they're different. Maybe personally, I'm too easy on Christine because I'm just happy to see her succeed. And I want to support her financially and logistically because I want to do that for her. But I think they're different colors. Like if you put them in a bucket and I had to pick out magentas and reds from the bucket, I could tell the difference. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Um, So, okay. Objectively. Objectively here? Yes. Of course they are two colors. I wish I had recorded my sister to put her in this because she was at my house the other day and I I gave her the test. I was like, Shannon, are these two different colors? And she was like, okay, yeah, but like, honestly, I would only want these two if I had a very specific like gradiented prom dress I was trying to match them to. My hot take is that like, I I do agree. I do agree that they did have to try to tone down each individual shade. And that was kind of going to go where it was going to go. I do wish that that deep red was, might I say, a vampier red, like a redder red. Like a little bit more cherry red. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. My other big thing with this collection is I felt like the original Rainbow and the Pastel Collection coordinated with each other better than this collection coordinates with either of those interesting yeah so when you put like the purples next to each other it seems like it's a different purple so just holding i have my swatches out of my desk because i was ready for this (laughs) holding purple slushy next to um violet nightmares which is my favorite name of the collection Mm. they don't match as well as purple slushy to lavender syrup i think let me get those out because that is actually a tryout i do have Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with you. I feel like, let me turn on more of my lights because I'm a little low lit here. Let's turn more lights on. You know, I actually feel when I look at these three and now I don't really have, I don't really have a solution (laughs) to this because I think that Violet Nightmares is kind of as dark as you can go and still maintain the purple. Um, But I feel like that purple slushy and violet nightmares are almost a little samey to me. Mm. So I don't know. We might disagree on this one. Oh, hot take, hot take. Hot take. Hot take. We disagree. We're having our first fight. Oh my God. Oh my God. We're having our first fight as a couple. How are we going to handle this? This is relationship breaking material here. This, there's no coming back from this. All right, what about- I think we're going to have to end the podcast. End the podcast right here. <laughs> so the other controversial thing about this collection that I have heard some people talk about and some people just, some people just dismiss my problems offhand, my own friends, but Lilu doesn't. Lilu gets no, me. No, I get it. I am a bit salty about Burnt Bridges. I have been waiting for a Burnt Orange from Hollow Taco ever since Enchanted Polish released their Dark Rainbow collection. When they released their Dark Rainbow collection, I was kind of sad I didn't get it first off and wanted a burnt orange because I often buy nail polishes thinking about other people. 
whose nails I might do. Mm-hmm. And my mom loves an orange nail polish, especially a more burnt orange. So I was really looking forward to this. And I did buy this collection going in knowing that Burnt Bridges was going to be a brown, but that is it. Burnt Bridges is a brown. It's a brown. And I guess this comes to the greater thought here. So do you think you'd rather continue buying collections from Hollow Taco or should she start doing standalone colors? I think that stopping releasing collections as a business choice would be a bad choice for Christine. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the majority of the people I talk to, the majority of the fans are very into collecting these collection boxes, are really into the whole collection vibe. And I think that she has really built a business around that excitement. And I think that she should keep that. She should keep that for herself because I think it's a big part of her brand now. I like the collections. I like that there's a cream for every hollow for the most part. Obviously, there's still some creams missing and she's releasing those slowly but like you were saying burnt bridges that cream that coordinates with that is magical mustache they're almost the same color mm-hmm. i don't know how i feel about it i feel like if she starts doing standalones i'm gonna be less likely to purchase anything because i agree the hype that goes with each collection and then talking about it when it comes out and everyone having the same seven polishes and going online to instagram and being like well there's the dark hollows like there's something really magical and unifying about that for a long time i don't know that there were standard collections that everyone would purchase like you were just bringing up enchanted a england used to be the collections that everyone would flock to for hollows especially dark hollows so she has figured out a really nice way to for the most part launch collections that coordinate with each other really well which i love But this is probably going to be the last rainbow collection. Like, where else could you go with it? Neons? I hope so. Now that you say that, because I am the neon menace. The electric hollows came pretty close. And I did buy that whole collection, not as a collection, but like, you know, I bought this collection. The only reason I bought it really with the box and as fast as I did was that I do have a friend who collects the boxes and wasn't going to be able to get them fast enough. And I was going to buy the collection anyway. People had been asking if I was. And I thought, honestly, I thought I'd make a content. So I bought the collection. And also I do plan on having every single, at least every single linear hollow from Hollow Taco. And like you said, I love the fact that there are creams that go with the linear hollows and then glitters start coming out that also correspond to that. Mm-hmm. That is one of the things I respect the most out of Hollow Taco. And I do have to say, I just bought with this collection, I bought her brush set and those are high quality brushes. Mm-hmm. They're really good. They're the best brushes I've owned. I'm weird. I've bought most of the collections. I, by and large, don't buy glitters. Hot take. Because I just, they look beautiful, but they're a pain in the butt. They're just a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My favorite collection (laughs) would have to be the iridescent rainbow toppers. Unicorn skin. The unicorn skins, exactly. Aurora is one of the most beautiful iridescent toppers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And those just, you can take any manicure and make it look just so amazing with those. And I know iris- iridescent toppers are not a new thing, but the fact that they coordinate with all of the other colors is really, really cool. Yeah, her unicorn skins are extremely special. My favorite is actually a sonic unicorn skin because I don't know if you know this about me, but my favorite color is pink with a blue shimmer. And so, Oh, sometimes I tell me that 
fact. Sorry, is that a new fact? Did it? Did anyone write that down? Write that down. Yeah, write that down because I don't usually. I don't usually tell people that. It's a secret. Um, but no. But like, I love putting that unicorn skin over like hot pinks and corals yep. and stuff to make my own kind of look with that. So that's my favorite. But actually, before that came out, Aurora, one hundred percent my favorite. And then Cosmic. I love Cosmic because Cosmic is one of the ones that I feel like actually looks good over lighter colors as well as darker colors. Yeah. So I know that when Orly released their Impressionist collection, which was these kind of muted pastels, I actually topped a bunch of them with Cosmic because that combination actually works so beautifully. So those are really, really special and definitely should not be overlooked when we're talking about Hollow Taco. Hollow Taco, more like a unicorn skin taco. Unicorn am skin I right? Ta- oh, am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Real quick, real quick. Uh, <laughs> unicorns, though, would not get their hooves done. They would get their horns done. Just, yeah, it had to be said. <laughs> Okay, so I do think that that is going to be it for the day. Thank you so much for joining us, Lilu. Thank you for having me, Steph. This was great. You crack me up. I love your streams. You make me laugh every time you stream. I really appreciate the invitation to be here today. And hopefully, if... If, if I come back, it can be the three of us because Danny is an amazing person and she is missed. Thank you, Lilu. This was so fun. I am so glad. I was so glad that you got up after your incredibly important and and incredibly tiny, tiny little detailed surgery you did. The world needs more people like you, literally. You know, just a little minute um, because Lilu gushed a little bit about me and Danny. A little to gush a little bit about Lilu. Like, Lilu is like honestly one of the most important friends I have in the Polish Fosse because like sometimes people will come to me and say like this thing's happening with my dog and I'll say have you talked to Lilu about it and they'll say yes and Lilu said this and it's just the fact that you take your time when people are having issues with different things I started a new medication a medication that a variation of it Lilu administers to dogs it's a skin medication and I was saying I haven't been seeing results and Lilu said just just keep on it just keep on it it's working Lilu yeah it's working you gotta give it time you gotta give it time I gave it time, more time than they said it was going to take. And oh my goodness. So just having someone so knowledgeable in the Polish Posse, not only about nails, but about veterinary science, a little bit over to the human science when it applies. <laughs> it's just amazing. And and chatting with you, I think everybody can tell you're just such a bubbly, just such an infectious, wonderful personality. So thank you so much for filling in for Danny. And uh, I'm so sad she couldn't be here. Get well soon, Danny. Danny, we miss you. Feel better. We miss you so much. Anyway, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to check out Danny and I on Twitch and Instagram and also Lilu just on Twitch. I am Fanatic here. She is Lilu DVM. All of our links and our schedule is in the description. We hope that you join us next time when we try to capture a live British human and paint their nails. And everyone stay lacquered.